Oh my god, we're recording. Oh my god, hi. Uh, <laughs> you turn into like the mean girl's mom when you <gasps> press record. What is it? I'm oh my god, regular just for context, cool Mila is wearing an all pink like pajama tracksuit that I got her for Christmas because she has the ugliest pajamas <laughs> I've ever seen. I do. And she'll wear them like all day, every day. And it was a it was a it was too much. So I got her this <laughs> thing from Amazon and now she hasn't taken it off. And it's, it's, it might be worse. It's I thought I bought pink. it in I thought I bought it in pale pink. Like I was like, oh it's like a nice white pale pink. It's hot pink and white and tie-dye and it's too much. But maybe her we'll other, post a photo. Her, her other pajamas were like Bob. The, actually, they were all really cute, but she wore them every day. They were like I, Bob's they're burgers. Just tattered and like so, tattered. like. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All we're right, let's back. get into it. Um, welcome back to My Only Sister. We took a week off because, you know, we need a little. Honestly, we were so tired our last episode and then we didn't do an episode. It's probably from spending time with each other. Honestly, I honestly <laughs> like every so. second of every day. We we're like, oh um, but we're back. And again, this is the podcast that you didn't ask for, but you're gonna get it anyways. Uh so let's hop right in. I wrote a little bit of a <laughs> Oh my god, Mila wrote this. I'm actually gonna go fill out my tea while she while she <laughs> goes through this thing. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. Go for it. Okay it's definitely it's most definitely not october 3rd but we're gonna be diving into some nitty gritty mean girl stuff because we're not a regular podcast (laughs) we're a cool podcast but seriously today on the my only sister podcast we're talking about experiences all girls go through and all guys Uh, But today we're going to be speaking from the experience of two gals who grew up in a small world city and both attended six years of private school in junior high and high school. Raise your hand if you content. (laughs) (laughs) Raise your hand. 12 years of private school. (laughs) Six years. Raise your hand if you've ever been personally victimized by junior high and high school, specifically junior high. Nice. I, I gotta love I love integrated quotes and I hope you guys that's amazing I hope you were all cringing just as much as I was good job <gasps> all integrated quotes aside <laughs> I literally left <laughs> today we're gonna be diving into the science behind cliques girl groups and maybe some personal stories about having girlfriends or mean girls etc um specifically we'll touch on like overcoming jealousy comparison and just making space for everyone inclusion you know yes the world a better place making the world not what it was like in high school when i went through high school or not actually no high school junior high junior high specifically nightmare like um 12 year olds are the devil i was the devil oh i was the devil too 100 like, I think everybody is just, it's like a dog. It's like you think that Wall Street, New York is a dog eat dog world. No. Go have to. Have you ever been to a grade seven classroom? <laughs> have you ever been oh, to a grade West? eight? Grade eight. <laughs> grade eight, yes. So let's get into it. My name is Caitlin, and I used to compulsively lie to my siblings and tell them stories that weren't true about their like stuffed animals, etc just to see what they would do. It, and so was for context, I'm four years older than Mila and two years older than my brother. And they used to like ask me things or like come to me to be like, what happened with this? And I would just make up a story and then stare at them to it see like psycho. what their reactions are doing. It was actually psycho. And some of them were like traumatizing. Like Mila had this bunny that I my mom had to throw out. It was like a chocolate bunny. 
And I just like told this complete lie about what happened to it. I was like, yeah, you slept, walked, and I saw you last night and you were crumbling it over the toilet and you flushed it down and you were laughing. And Mila was like crying by the That is it. 100% what she did. Like I vividly remember it because it was so traumatizing. Anyways, my, <laughs> my name is Mila. And in grade five, I used to wear this cow toque. My close friends will like know what I'm talking about. It was literally a toque in the shape of a cow, like with a cow face and it had ear flaps. Um, I refused to take it off. I wore it to school all day, every single day. Um, the final straw was when I tried to wear it to church and my teacher took me aside to have a chat about how wearing a hat consistently will make your hair fall out. So it was safe to say I never wore my cow hat ever again. <laughs> That's actually true. Mila had this weird thing. Okay. So also, I think I was in grade five and I don't know what grade she was in kindergarten probably. Yeah. And we accidentally slammed her finger in the door. Oh, yeah. And it fell off like her little the fingernail. finger the fingernail not her entire not her finger, finger. <laughs> the fingernail fell off and then it grew back and then she refused to cut it so mila had like a coke nail and she was like it was like three inches long it was, it was so fucked. scary but i didn't want to cut it because it looked it was like all messed up and i was like well if i cut it then my whole nail's gonna come off you gave me some like trauma at a young age you know <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're for that's what we're so we're gonna start out and Mila's gonna go through the differences between friend groups and cliques yeah is it cliques or is it clicks clicks, clicks I think <laughs> but I call it cliques <laughs> click it sounds like a little inappropriate <laughs> okay Just okay cliques. so should we say cliques what do you should we say let's say let's say both let's rotate between okay them. we'll rotate so we'll talk about just for the sake of this podcast and like not trying to confuse you um the difference friend groups are people with common interests and similarities people are like naturally inclined to become friends with people who are similar to them like think about your group your friend group your mm-hmm. it's people who are similar similar to you cliques <laughs> are (laughs) exclusive um, with little room for entry and at times exit so basically you you all know what that is uh these will be our definitions and they will guide us through the episode so it makes more sense for you exactly how can we we serve you how can we serve you we're here to serve (laughs) our kings so for girl groups let's just get into girl group power to start because i think the rest of the episode we're kind of more talking about how it can be negative sometimes or how it Mm -hmm. has been negative in the past yeah but girl groups are or any kind of friend group is so freaking important because your survival as a human being literally depends on it because babies can die of loneliness and guess what so can adults that's so Duh. sad. It's so sad. I know. Babies, even if they're getting their needs met in terms of like um, food and like nutrition. water and nutrition and being changed and stuff, if they're not interacted with, they can die. Oh my God. And same with adults. Like that's why yeah. if you're lonely as an old person, you're like way more likely to pass away yeah. early. Or if you only interact with your spouse and you lose uh-huh. your spouse, Whoa. you're much more likely to die like basically immediately afterwards. Oh, that's why sometimes they say people Sad, no. die from like a broken heart. Is exactly. That yeah. I've it heard is. actually in um, it's common in Japan for quite a few. I've heard of old people just dying in their apartments yeah like nobody 
Well, I think that's more to do with like not interacting and then nobody is aware of the person it's just, that's passing that's, away, it's which just is also so crazy to me. I know. Anyways, that's not really off topic. So it was <laughs> <laughs> like we're going to Japan now, um, but we're literally wired for connection and social interaction. And we actually am reading this book called Burnout. I recommend everyone read it. It's called okay. Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. And oh. I just bought it because I, I was listening to a Brene Brown podcast on it. And I loved the way these women uh, spoke on the podcast. They're actually two sisters. One of them has a PhD and the other one has, I think, their master's. Just and, like us. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> I have a diploma. <laughs> um, and basically, they talk about co-regulation. So all of this is based in like science, but they really break it down. So co-regulation is when you're with someone and you might notice it in yourself, but you'll start to mimic the way they're they're moving or they'll start mimicking you. A thousand it's literally. We're constantly doing this apparently all the time. If you're in any social group of people, you are co-regulating and it can get to the point where your heartbeats actually synchronize (gasps) your movements, your moods. Have you ever entered a room and you might have a friend who, when they have a specific mood, it affects everyone. That's co-regulation. But the good, yeah, exactly. The good part about co-regulation is it helps each other feel seen and heard subconsciously. So if I'm mimicking your movements or we're acting the same or we sound the same because our voices are kind of similar, Mm -hmm. it's like a feedback loop to your brain that you're seen and heard and accepted and like it really helps to calm your nervous system. Your brain's like, nice. Okay, wait. It's like, I'm amazing. Do you know how sometimes like when you're hanging out periods your periods sync up it does that yeah. is that I what that no is idea. it might be part of it if your heartbeats could sync up that probably then happens. your menstrual cycle could too how interesting exactly crazy. crazy um and also wanted to emphasize that women in my life and probably everyone's life yes. have saved my life probably millions of times Me by being well. like that's stupid don't do that or when you're drunk being like yeah. you're not going over there like yeah or when you're going through a hard time just like being there to support you Exactly. And I want to bring up Bella in Twilight again. We're looping back to Twilight. (laughs) Bella in Twilight would not have made the decisions that she had made had she not had a normal fucking friend that was like, what are you doing? This guy's a psycho. He keeps showing up places without telling you. He's like grabbing you. You keep getting hurt. You're not showing up for school. Like I'm calling 911. Actually. Bella would have been That's a good point. Yeah, if she had a good, normal, healthy friend group, none of that would have happened. She wouldn't have been such a tool, you know? And so basically friends in summary, and this is coming from a health article, is they help to increase your sense of belonging and purpose. They boost your happiness. They reduce your stress, which in turn improves your self-confidence, your self-worth. And it also, can I get an amen for women helping each other cope with trauma? They said yes. that's what the, one of the biggest things that women friend groups do is when women experience trauma, it mm-hmm. affects us apparently more mm-hmm. than men because I think we're just more emotional. Well, I don't know if that's actually yeah. true, but women really help each other cope with that. So yeah. in turn, friend groups are amazing. They're needed. Mm -hmm. They should be like a number one priority in your life. Yeah. So I was doing some research and um, there was a study published by the Association for Psychological Science that states when women feel a threat of social exclusion, they are more likely than males to respond by forming other cliques and alliances to prevent their own exclusion. So um, how fucking true is that? So the study, I actually was reading about like the, the, what they did to prove this. And it was basically you as a 
person versus two other opponents for money with the option to team up and exclude the third member. So basically the study concluded that men tend to compete by themselves. So they would be like, no, I'm going to compete and win this money by myself. But women tended to be like, no, I am going to team up with you and exclude the third member to win this money. So basically, if you try to exclude a woman, chances are she's going to gather a group and exclude you first. Yeah, exactly. Sounds Um, like if you've ever watched Big Brother, this is true. Women are always the ones like scheming, putting alliances together. And men are like, they're usually the men Mm -hmm. are like their little pawns and they like switching back and forth. Exactly. Um, I mean, obviously humans have an innate desire for like familiarity, certainty, control, security. That's why a lot of the times these sort of exclusive groups do pop up. We've all seen it we've all probably well, been a part of whether it done we know it, it or not been a, been a part of it done it ourselves exactly because exclusive behavior is actually considered normal hurting behavior for children so when you're in kindergarten or whatever it's actually very normal for kids to exclude each other based on like interests, based on like special friendships, whatever. The point is many children grow out of this, but a few take it into adulthood. And this is where it gets dangerous or um, even I would say like young adulthood. And that's where it gets dangerous. That's where it plays out in the workforce, other social situations, more serious situations. Um, yeah, I that mean, can have like real consequences. Well, For example, not hiring anyone at your company that doesn't seem yeah. like a friend. And like, we're not trying to say like, we're not even going to like go into like bullying and like um, exclusive, like being exclusive and bullying other kids, whatever. That's like, a com- like whatever. we're not trying to deny <laughs> your trauma, but we're just saying this kind of hurting grouping behavior is very common for kids, but it's dangerous when it gets taken into adulthood. Um, and that's and where traumatic you see these, in junior high when it yes. gets like a bit more serious. I think it's even traumatic in elementary school. Like, there's oh, it a lot is. Of, it's super, yeah. but it's way more common. So everyone's common, just like, yeah. everyone's doing it. And then in yeah. junior high, it's like, oh my God. That's crazy. Um, that's where it gets serious. So, we're on that negative note. We're going to move into the point of constantly surrounding people that are similar to you. I think that's part of like the hurting mentality, grabbing people that have similar interests, creating groups so that you feel yeah. safe. Yeah, you feel um, safe. It's protecting. We can yourself. talk about this in junior high, a hundred percent. I feel yeah. like junior high. It, it gets past elementary school where you might have been like bullied, but everyone mm-hmm. seemed to be getting bullied mm-hmm. and it was just kind of a crazy environment to junior high where it's like a survival. It's, it's like survival, literally survival. It's terrifying. Like I don't even like grabbing people it. that you want to yeah. be friends with. And then you want to be part of the group of people that has friends. So you yeah. are maybe excluding other people Others or being mean to other people. For your own I like, can security. tell you straight up, that's exactly what I did. I went from elementary where I had one best friend mm-hmm. and we just stuck it out, did everything together. We had like a couple other good friends and that's like all we did to getting mm-hmm. thrown into junior high and being like, what is happening? It's like, like it's like you fight or you die. Die. Like I was, yeah, exact, literally. I was the exact same way in junior high, like nightmare. I don't even like to think about it. I'm like, I can't believe that I was that person, but it's like literally everybody is fighting to like be a well, part of this group that doesn't like, even exist. 
I didn't even know there was fully like cool groups until like grade seven when like these people came from another school and they were the cool group and they I already was like, had their like group happening yes oh gosh yeah and no. then you have to get into it or you're going to be like bullied yeah. <laughs> or you're probably still going to be bullied if you're in it so. yeah. oh you'll probably be bullied even more if you're in it that's the thing is a lot of times with these groups they're not very nice to each other no yeah but basically when you surround yourself with people who are like extremely similar to you and I feel like I can talk about this because the degree that I'm in. <laughs> That's all it is. Um, it's not healthy. Basically, basically, like you look like Taylor Swift she, when she made her like gang of models and excluded anyone who wasn't 5'11 and 120 pounds and had a net worth of like $10 million. And that's not to shit on Taylor Swift. Pretty much everyone has done that at some yeah. point totally in their life but i feel like taylor swift really took it to an extreme and like broadcasted it exactly and made people feel kind of like crap and that's probably what not that's probably the opposite of what she was meant to be doing which was like girl power Girls, but when yeah. everyone in your friend group that you're is broadcasting is white amazing looking people rich, that are yeah. really rich i mean it gives off a certain message vibe yeah um but what's actually really interesting this is also where my commerce degree comes in um is there's this thing called group think and a lot of the time super highly knowledgeable intelligent group members and people when they get together they make really really bad decisions that lead to really really poor outcomes and that's because when all members are alike there's an overwhelming desire for consensus for peace you don't want to go against the grain i mean we've all been there um yeah, and your own your own bias too exactly. you're just affirming your own biases and being exactly. like getting further and further and further into it yeah this is going to leave you like no room for creativity, for differing opinions. The things that g- will give you the best possible outcome or work or experiences for you and your friend group, there'll be like none of that. There's nothing to learn from each other when you're all the same. There's little room for debate, little room for factual judgments to be made. This is, it can get a little boring. <laughs> Well, I can speak from experience. So I did this um, program after my history degree because I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I can't get a job. I did a history degree and I'm not (laughs) going into law school. What have I done? So I did a half of my MBA after school and you can go back and do the other half. But the first portion is just this really intense like five month program. Okay. And I was put in a group with just a hugely diverse group of people. We Mm -hmm. all had different backgrounds of education. We all didn't come from Uh business. Actually, none of us came from business, a business background. Some of us were engineering. Um, Two people weren't from Canada at all and hadn't Mm -hmm. done their education in Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, We were all different age. It ranged from, I think, like 35 and I think I was 20. And that was the most I've ever learned in my entire life (laughs) just from like being in a group of people where you're constantly people are like no I don't think that or Mm -hmm. like we should do it this way Mm -hmm. and you have to like debate and go around in a circle it was also the best grades I ever got in my entire Mm -hmm. life but yeah you basically you are who you surround yourself with so make sure you got some like good I feel like that's the biggest thing our mom used to say to us about friend groups it's like you are who you hang out with so make Mm -hmm. sure who you're hanging out with is someone you'd want to switch lives with or be Exactly. That doesn't mean if someone's having like a really hard time, you no longer (laughs) want to be friends with them. But just in terms of like who they are as a person. Yeah. Exactly. But in terms of just going 
into like the high school experience. I think especially Mm -hmm. for our high school experience, people were like, and junior high more specifically, people are like, if you're in a private school, like more well off, a lot of people Mm -hmm. were white. You just Mm -hmm. kind of like develop this mentality of like hanging out with people that are exact, the exact same as you. And that does not work and doesn't reflect well in like the real world. No, you're in a, in a bubble. (laughs) Exactly. But however, did I meet like some of the best people that I still hang out with today? Absolutely. But Uh we've like expanded and changed our friend group. And I think the main thing that I remember is like being mean because not even being mean, I was just like being exclusionary because I was worried about being excluded. Yeah. And that's what happens is you as a human have an innate desire to protect yourself. So you will fight to keep your place. That's literally. And there was like, there's obviously like ringleaders and you Mm -hmm. notice this a lot with guys too, is there's always girls have less of a ringleader and more of like a click Click, and guys have like a ringleader. They have like two or three guys that are like at the top and call the shots. And I think that would make it scarier for girls because you're always like shifting kind of. Yeah. The power is constantly shifting. It's very, um, it's very animalistic yeah it's very weird yeah so essentially the final part about this is just like overcoming it like basically having mindset shifts essentially when I graduated from university I was like I just don't want to be a part of something like that again I would rather have like really close friends and they might all be from separate friend groups than Mm -hmm. like having one big group of girlfriends where like people are kind of like mean to each other yeah exactly I just like couldn't garner the energy for it and not that all big girlfriend groups are mean to each other. That is not the case. It can just sometimes feel like that. So how do we get out of that? Yeah, because the thing is exclusive friend group practices, they often stem from like jealousy, comparison, competition, whether you're feeling that consciously or subconsciously, it's happening um, if you're in a very exclusive friend group. And there's a difference between exclusivity and just being like super tight knit, but I think you definitely need to be conscious. Aware. Yes. And aware aware of it. Yeah. Okay. So I really love this Glennon Doyle quote. I've, I've loved it for such a long time. Caitlin actually sent it to me. Basically it is. I don't want to find comfort in the weakness and pain of other women. I want to find inspiration in the joy and success of other women because that makes me happier. And because if we keep disliking and tearing down strong women, instead of loving them, supporting them and voting for them, we won't have any strong women left. Um, When I see a joyful, confident woman moving through life with swagger. I'm going to forgive myself for my first reaction because it's not my fault. It's just my conditioning. My first reaction would be, who the hell does she think she is? My second reaction will be, she knows she's a goddamn cheetah. Hello, fucking Luyah. I love that quote so much because it's so true. We are conditioned to kind of always be in competition with each other and I've experienced this, like when you hear about somebody's success or somebody did better than you at something, you're automatically, your first reaction is to like bring them down in your mind. You in know, your head. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Or you'll get that automatic like pain in your stomach or like kind of like anger or you feel like kind of like just small because someone yeah. else is big. And that's usually because another woman is like living her life like authentically or or doing what she would like to do and just being kind of a boss about it. And when you see that, you're like, no, you're supposed to make yourself small and not talk about it and be quiet. And that's just our conditioning. And it's not actually who you want to be. There's 
it's the abundance mentality of like there's room for everyone to be successful. And I truly think there is. One person being successful doesn't drop you down at all. My success is not going to take away from your success. Absolutely. I think the main thing is just like that I've learned this year is when you're feeling a negative feeling, just feel it, let your body feel it. And it kind of, once you acknowledge that you're feeling that feeling and your body is processed it, it kind of goes away. Like totally, it's not, it's not worth fighting it and being like, no, "No, I shouldn't be jealous. Oh my God. It's just like, feel Feel jealous, feel really jealous Uh and then let it kind of melt away. And it makes it so much better. Yeah. Cause there's, there's room for everybody to succeed. Like, but also you need to think that like people's each individual's version of success looks different and that's okay. And, but that also makes like comparing your version of success to somebody else's is like kind of redundant if you really think about it. And I think we're thinking of success like, oh, in careers. But if you Hmm. think of people's friendships and you see like a huge friend group and you're like, oh, I don't have that. Do I need that? Is that something Mm -hmm. I want? If you're happy with your own friend groups, you don't need that. Or vice versa. If you have like a huge group of friends that you're pretty close with everyone, but you don't Uh have that like one close friend and you think that everybody else does, not Uh a big deal. Like it's whatever works for you. But when you're constantly comparing yourself Mm -hmm. and the success of other people's relationships, you can get in your head about it and kind of almost self-sabotage what you've already set up. Exactly. Well, because we are literally taught from birth to compare, to compete and to resent. So your initial reaction doesn't make you a spiteful person. Also, if you're white, which I think a lot of our listeners <laughs> yeah. are, acknowledging that your whole friend group is probably white too is kind of a good start in terms of exclusion or mm-hmm. what you've been like primed to be friends with. Like you yeah. probably went to a school with a lot of white people. You grew up in a neighborhood with a lot of white people, especially if you're from like Calgary, Alberta. Calgary. And so you <laughs> no might even Calgary. not be like aware that you have like a homogeneous friend group in terms mm-hmm. of like social class, like where you grew up, etc. That yeah. doesn't mean you have to give up those friends at all. No. And it doesn't mean that there should be like guilt or shame around that because there shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. What it should mean is that you become more aware of it when you're like looking around or operating in like social circles. Like do you approach, are you more comfortable with white people? Why is that? Like, mm-hmm. is that who you approach first at parties? Why is that? Why? I think yeah. asking why. that's something that I've changed is just mm-hmm. making myself more aware of like who I'm, who I'm talking to, who I'm friends with. Surrounding yourself with. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's like the first step. Totally. But yeah, I would say like all in all, be nice. <laughs> be mindful of your actions. Something we're working on daily. <laughs> Be mindful of your actions and how those actions will affect others. Surround yourself with good, genuine people who lift you up. Acknowledge that the world is like a really shitty, scary mess of a place. And like exclusivity is a part of its very fabric. Like, I don't think you could go anywhere in the world where like exclusivity isn't a thing. So like, take a deep breath. You're doing amazing. Uh, keep on being inclusive, keep on being, you know, the supportive, amazing person that you are, but just like be aware of what you're doing and subconsciously, consciously in terms of exclusivity and clicks and all that jazz. Yeah. All that freaking jazz. You got it. So keep on keeping on giving her (laughs) shit and thank you so much for listening. Yes. Have a blessed day and a stellar week, honeys. Um, Also, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already subscribed, um, either on Spotify or Apple. 
iTunes or what is it? Apple Podcasts? Yes. Yeah. Um, and also, if you enjoyed this episode or any previous episode you've listened to, please leave us a review. It helps us so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so Bye. much. Bye.